0: Welcome to the Kids' Own Check It Out podcast. This month we're reviewing some of our favorite Arab American History Month books written for children.
1: Arab American Heritage Month is a new way to celebrate Americans who immigrated from or are descended from Arabic-speaking countries. These countries can be found on the north coast of Africa and on the Arabian Peninsula. It's important to know that Arab does not necessarily mean Middle Eastern or Muslim. There are many Middle Easterners who do not speak Arabic, and many Arabs who are not Muslim. There are about 3.7 million Arab Americans, though, and they contribute to all areas of American culture and society. Happy
2: April everyone! This is Mary at the library, and this month I read a junior fiction book called Other Words for Home by Jasmine Warga. This book is about a girl named Jude who lives by the sea in Syria. Written in first person, Jude paints a picture with her words of the world she loves so dearly. From descriptions of fragrant jasmine to colorful headscarves, her Syria is a place of beauty and love. However, people are trying to tear her land apart, and her older brother is put in danger because he tries to defend his country. Jude and her mother leave her father and brother behind in Syria to seek safety with her uncle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Jude experiences all kinds of culture shocks when she comes to America. She had made me feel so at home in her Syrian town that her description of Ohio felt so strange to me, even though I actually grew up in Ohio. My favorite thing about this book is seeing how Jude is able to make such a big change. While some bad things do happen to her, Jude finds that even though things are very different in her new home, that doesn't make them bad. Change can be difficult, and Jude learns that it is normal to miss the people and things you leave behind, but she's able to find just as much good in America as she did in Syria. There are a few other things I love about this book. Jude is Muslim and she comes of age to start wearing a hijab after she comes to America. A hijab is a headscarf. Jude is so excited to wear her hijab for the first time because it makes her proud of who she is and where she came from. Not only does it represent her faith and her religion, but it shows how much she loves her family and her culture. Her coming of age is something special to her, something that should be celebrated. The last thing I'd like to tell you about this book is that it's written in verse, which is perfect because April is also National Poetry Month. Instead of big paragraphs, the sentences are written in careful lines and stanzas. This isn't the sort of verse that rhymes, but it does use spacing on the page in a creative way. Certain words or phrases appear separate on the page from the rest of the sentence, making you think about them a little deeper. While novels and verse may be a little intimidating at first, I feel that the words and sentences actually read faster and more smoothly for me. If you haven't read a novel in verse before, this is a great one to start with. I would recommend this book to kids ages 9 through 12 who are experiencing a difficult change in their life. For similar reads, check out Unsettled by Reem Faruqi and The Turtle of Oman by Naomi Nye. See you at the library!
3: This is Miss Rachel from the Orm Library. Happy Arab American Heritage Month! I want to tell you about a beautiful picture book I found here at the library called The Arabic Quilt, An Immigrant Story. The author, Aya Khalil, based this story on her own experience of immigrating to the United States from Egypt when she was a young girl. Anait Sumerjian, who created the amazing illustrations in the book, grew up in many different countries before also immigrating to the United States. Because of their own experiences, both the author and the illustrator are able to effectively communicate some of the unique difficulties and joys that immigrants face. The Arabic quilt centers around a young girl named Kanzi. Kanzi is excited for her first day of school in America, but she's nervous too. All Kanzi wants is to fit in. So even though her father packs her favorite lunch, a kofta sandwich, Kanzi leaves her lunch at home. She doesn't want other people seeing that she's different. But then her mom sees that Kanzi left her lunch and takes it to the school anyway. Kanzi's mother wears traditional Muslim clothes and says words like habibti, which is an Arabic word that means my love. Some of Kanzi's classmates overhear her mother speaking and laugh. No one likes to be laughed at, so of course it makes Kanzi upset, even though her teacher tries to remind her that being bilingual, or knowing more than one language, is a wonderful thing. When Kanzi gets home, she wraps up in a quilt that her grandmother made for her in Egypt and writes a poem, which helps her start to feel a little better. She feels even better when her teacher reads the poem and tells Kanzi she can bring the quilt to school to show everyone. The quilt helps inspire a class project that celebrates inclusion and cultural diversity and encourages compassion and self-improvement. I'll let you read the book to find out what the class project is and whether or not it helps Conzi fit in and make new friends. This book is a meaningful and age appropriate introduction to the topics of immigration and cultural differences for kids between the ages of four and seven. But although this book is meant for young children, there were things even I learned from this book. For example, did you know that the words lemon and soda come from Arabic? I didn't. This book also communicates well that the presence of other cultures and customs does not negatively impact our own culture, but instead increases understanding and inclusion and helps us learn things about our own culture that we wouldn't have otherwise realized. Because of that, I recommend this book to anyone, no matter their age. As an additional note, since Kanzi's family is from Egypt and speaks Arabic, there are some Arabic words used in this book. The author provides a glossary of those words at the back of the book and also includes some common English words that come from Arabic. If you enjoy reading the Arabic quilt and want to read more picture books about immigrants, Check out From Far Away by Robert Munch, One Green Apple by Eve Bunting, or Saffron Ice Cream by Rasheen Kiria, or come talk to us at the reference desk in the library. See you soon.
4: Hello, reader friends. It's Miss Molly at Orem Library. I love fantasy novels, and one of my favorite kinds of fantasy books are dragon books. One awesome novel I loved reading is called Silver Batal and the Water Dragon Races by Lebanese-American author K.D. Halbrook. This book is set in a vibrant desert city called Jaspaton. Jasperton has sand dune sledding, desert foxes, exquisite jewelry shops, and big extended families with amazing food. However, there definitely aren't any big bodies of water around. And this is a problem for our main character, a girl named Silver, because what she wants more than anything is to race water dragons. In their world, there are lots of different kinds of dragons that have different abilities. There are flotillians, which are huge, glitherns that never have to come up to the surface to even breathe, umbrillos with fins around their neck, and so many more. Silver is looking forward to an important event. The royal family is visiting from Calidia to stop by her family's jewelry shop. And traveling with them is the most famous water dragon racer in the land, Sagittaria Wonder. Silver is sure she can catch Sagittarius' attention, and she even starts constructing her own water dragon riding suit to try and impress her. However, when the royal family arrives, Silver realizes that Sagittarius' visit might have a darker purpose. She finds out that Sagittarius is secretly on the hunt for a rare, legendary kind of dragon that she thinks might be somewhere near Jaspaton. And when Silver follows Sagittaria into a sandstorm one night, she discovers that Sagittaria is right. But there's not just one dragon, there's a big dragon and its baby. Sagittaria steals the mother dragon away, but the younger dragon bonds with Silver. So now they're on a mission to get the mama dragon back. But that will mean traveling to the capital city where Silver's never been and claiming her dragon by competing in the races. This book was really cool. I always love a book where kids have their own mythical creature that they are friends and partners with. The second half of the book has all the excitement of competing in the races, making new alliances, plot twists and characters with surprise identities. And there are moments where Silver and her dragon have disagreements or hurt each other's feelings. I thought that was cool to see them have to work on fixing their friendship or developing it further, rather than just being magically in sync all the time or reading each other's minds. If you like this book, it also has a sequel called Silver Batal and the Dragon Heartstone. I hope you enjoy this one. It's great for fans of the Wings of Fire series. So I hope to see all my dragon aficionados soon at the library.
3: beautiful readers. It's Melissa at the Orem Public Library. Today I'm going to talk about the book The Ghoul. It is a heartwarming tale written by celebrated Palestinian Jordanian author Tagreed Najjar. The illustrations done by Hassan Manasra are beautiful and do a great job helping the reader emotionally feel the story. Inspired by Arabic folktales, The Ghoul takes us on an adventure with the brave Hassan who has decided to confront the much feared village ghoul. After climbing the mountain to find the scary ghoul, Hassan instead finds a surprise, a ghoul who is afraid of him. The ghoul is a story of overcoming prejudice and false assumptions and reminds us readers that our differences are to be celebrated and not feared.
1: library. To celebrate Arab American Heritage Month, I have two awesome books to tell you about. First is a graphic novel by Palestinian-American author Nadia Shamas. The book is called Ms. Marvel Stretched Thin, and it was illustrated by Nabi H. Ali. Like I said, Nadia's heritage is from Palestine, which is an Arabic-speaking country. Ms. Marvel is about a Pakistani-American Muslim teenage girl named Kamala Khan who got superpowers that allow her to stretch and grow or shrink parts of her body. In this book, she is training with the Avengers and Iron Man. However, she has too much in her schedule and is feeling stretched thin. Do you see what they did there? Because her superpower is stretching, eh? Anyway, she has to figure out how to balance her family life, school life, and her secret superhero life. I think you will love the bright colors, references to famous Marvel superheroes, and Kamala's charming and stubborn personality. I recommend this book for kids and tweens 10 and older. You can find this book upstairs on our graphic novel shelves. My second book is a picture book called The Librarian of Basra, A True Story from Iraq, written and illustrated by Jeanette Winter. This book tells the sh- true story of Alia Muhammad Baker, a librarian from an Arab country who saved thousands of books from the Iraq war. When her town of Basra was being destroyed, she snuck the books out of the library before it was burned to the ground. You won't believe where she hid the books. Read it to find out. I recommend this book for everyone ages four and older. You can find The Librarian of Basra upstairs in our nonfiction section.
0: It's Miss Rita at the Orem Library. I've got a great book for you that is a perfect read for small children during Arab American History Month. Faitza and her older sister go to the store to get Asiya, a sixth grader, her first hijab. Hijabs of all colors line the walls. Their mother loves the pink hijab, but Asiya picks out a beautiful sky blue hijab. The two girls walk to school on the first day of class, and Faiza thinks her sister, who is wearing her new hijab, looks like a princess. In the schoolyard, Asya is taunted and told that her tablecloth is going to be pulled off her head. But when Faitza is asked by a redhead what is on her sister's head, she replies that it's a scarf and then firmly that it is a hijab. Her new friend is understanding and later even likes Faitza's drawing of two princesses wearing Faitza reflects throughout the story that Asya's hijab is blue like the sky on a sunny day and an ocean waving to the sky. The expressive illustrations blend the two girls' experiences into dreamy double-page spreads that teach children about family, love, acceptance, faith, and staying true to your values. The Proudest Blue is a picture book appropriate for Gray's K-4. through It is written by Ibtihaj Muhammad, who is a Muslim American Olympic medalist, with S.K. Ali and illustrated by Hatem Ali, who is Egyptian-born. This book receives several star reviews and several Reader's Choice Awards. If you haven't read The Proudest Blue, go to your local library and check it out. Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.